0: This is the City of God podcast, where Christ meets culture. Welcome to the City of God podcast, where we are weekly discussing today's biggest cultural issues all through the lens of God's infallible word. I'm Rob Pacienza, and as always, joined by my co-host, John Rabe. John, good to see you.
1: Good to see you, Rob. It's uh, summertime here in America. It's hot in South Florida. It's hot everywhere else. Uh, but that's because it's the middle of the month of June. And uh, it, that's always one of my favorite times of year because I still think back to when I was a kid and school lets out. I'm you know, i in my 50s now, and yet I still think about kids being out of school, and it makes me happy. But June has taken on a different kind of significance in recent years, and we're going to spend some Time today talking about yeah absolutely uh, at the moment when we are recording this podcast we're about
0: halfway done uh, the month of June uh, which has been labeled Pride Month uh, in our nation a, a, a month where the LGBTQ plus Lifestyle is openly celebrated, uh, not in private, but in public, and thought it would be a good opportunity for us, since we are tackling the big issues in today's culture, to talk about how should Christians respond to Pride Month, because it is certainly everywhere. It is in our face. It is on the commercials. It is in our uh, places where we shop and eat, and it is completely unavoidable. And uh, I think we should have
1: a response about how we Kind of approach this month. I agree. And it's become more and more ubiquitous over the years. And the thing that I think makes it necessary even more so to address is not only is it right there in front of us, but the coercive nature of it is actually demanding that you and I join in. And if you and I simply remain even silent in the face of the quote unquote pride demonstration, we are active bigots and active haters. And so this has become a, a compulsory movement that demands obeisance from Christians, and so we have to address it. it yeah. It's no longer live and let live. And
0: let, let's make no mistake, Pride Month in this nation is not about um, the, the right to uh, express yourself sexually in private. This is a public demonstration. Mm-hmm. It is open celebrations uh, that only seek to normalize and to uh, normalize the lifestyle and desensitize the public to the
1: LGBTQ lifestyle. And, and think about this. You, you know, you've seen as well as I have, Rob, in recent, just even in the last year or two. Uh, let me let me rewind. Let's go back 10 years. It's 2023 now. Let's just go back to 2013. Imagine what anybody would think. If you said, What well, how do you feel about the issue of, of drag shows in front of kindergartners? What's your what are your thoughts on that? People would be appalled. Of course they yeah. would. And yet here we are 10 years later, and there's genuinely an argument taking place. And in fact, the cultural elites in, in the 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 corporate media and so forth um, will say you guys are a bunch of bigots, and look at you—you're all upset about this thing that's hardly happening anywhere, and yet we see it's proliferating more and more. And is the issue, is the problem, really that we're upset about it, or the problem is the problem that it's happening? Uh, You—it's—it's it's remarkable that we're now having a debate over what age is appropriate for for drag shows and sexualized uh, sexualized performances in front of in front of children. Now, of course, that's not. The entirety of this movement, but the fact that we're debating that far on the margins already, you know, we, there's that term, the Overton window, where it sort of moves the, the, the window of what's acceptable. It opens the, the window farther, and the middle of it, be, it gets moved farther and farther in one direction. That's what we're seeing now. Yeah, the, the the childhood drag shows may be on the far end of that window, but it also means that things that would have been unthinkable 20 years ago are now much you know, closer to the center. Of absolutely,
0: the and world. It, it goes back to what I just said. Just normalizing that lifestyle, and yeah, you, it, push it to push it to the extreme. So anything less than that just seems normal in in society. Uh, pu- push it to the extreme, so you begin to desensitize this next generation. And now you have moms. I saw pictures over the weekend, videos of moms taking their children to so-called family-friendly pride parades, where there was drag queens dancing all over the place. Uh, moms taking their little children to public life. Libraries for drag queen story hour, as you just mentioned, um, but I, I think it's it's interesting. This Pride Month, we've we've really seen uh, just this movement by major brands and corporations now getting on board. Um, so now you can't go shopping anywhere, right? And I think we've seen it latest in the you know lately in the news with uh, you know Bud Light controversy and the Target controversy. And I think you know we talked briefly in a little episode we did on Target how this. Was was directly targeted to the next generation, and that always, you know, seems to be the agenda of of a secular state. If we can get the next generation, if we can capture their minds and their hearts, uh, we win them over to our cause, and that's what we see. An entire month dedicated to this cause, and now it being
1: targeted to the next gen. And it's the relentlessness of it that is so amazing, because as you as you mentioned, these these two brands, Bud Light, uh, from Anheuser and then Target, each of them has lost, in the. it's estimated to be literally over $10 billion, with a B, $10 billion each uh, in in value over the past few months, because there is so much pushback on the part of, let's be honest, Rob, it's not just Bible-believing Christians. This is just, frankly, it's Joe America, it's Jane America who are saying, come on, this is insane. I'm willing to let people do what they want in the privacy of their own homes, but this is this is insane. So, there's this huge pushback that's worth tens of billions of dollars. And yet, to listen, again, to the the corporate media, to listen to the elite voices, to listen to our educational institutions, you would think that 98% of the American public is on board with the LGBTQ+ plus agenda in its entirety right. and the only opposition comes from some modern day equivalent of the Ku Klux Klan.
0: Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Once again, this has nothing to do with equal rights. This has everything to do with special rights for one group of people that want to have special rights and a special dedicated month, not to talk about how they act in private and being able to express themselves as American citizens. This is about a public celebration, a public demonstration of parties and parades and getting major corporations on board all to promote their agenda. And I, what's so amazing, and that I don't really hear anybody talking about, some of the greatest events in human history get one day out of the calendar year <laughs> that, that we can celebrate and honor that event or honor that individual and This movement in America uh, gets an entire month. I mean, it's unbelievable. We live in a society where uh, LGBTQ plus community gets an entire month. And now we're trying to also at the same time cancel Christianity. Christianity canceled, and uh, this progressive group with this progressive agenda gets an entire month. It's amazing.
1: It really is. Proportionally, you look at it, it's, it's shocking. And then again, you look at the way that this is being carried out. Uh, y- there is a uh, there is a, a coerciveness to it, and there is just this. Just to give an example, a few uh, a few days ago, as we're recording this, the White House. This is the the, the symbol of the American executive branch, the symbol of the presidency, one of the symbols of American power, and hanging right there at the center of the portico this past weekend was the pride flag. In the center position hanging over the White House uh, this is not simply about pride this is not simply about hey look everybody is a little bit different everybody has their own thing and this is their thing this month this is being elevated to a much higher level than that yeah. and and the agenda covered in all that is, in many cases, shocking. Well, historically, the the center flag
0: was also always the strongest symbol. It was the symbol of the conquering nation. Mm-hmm. So think about that visual on the White House for all of the world to see. Uh, In between two American flags, the conquering flag of uh, the pride movement, I mean, that more than just uh, being there for a symbol of pride month, that sent a message to our society, to the next generation, and to all the nations of the world, what this country represents and what we value as a people.
1: It's, I think, a very apt way of looking at it as well, because it is. These symbols are meaningful. There's a reason, for instance, that—and by the way, this is an interesting juxtaposition because uh, there's a reason that when people burn the United States flag, uh, it it causes a reaction because that symbol means a great deal to people. Well, now, uh, you know, the Supreme Court will allow you to burn an American flag, but heaven forbid the person who burns a pride flag or here in Fort Lauderdale, they painted the This is true. Here in Fort Lauderdale, they painted the pride flag on the street and then began to determine that hate crimes were occurring anytime someone left a skid mark on the street on the pride flag that was painted on the street. Um, And so we'll we'll put our flag in front of you. And and if you keep moving forward, you will you will be uh, in violation. But these symbols are powerful. And so. To elevate that symbol to that position, it really is saying, here is your conqueror, bow to your conqueror, this is the victory, you have been defeated, yeah. you have been subjugated. Yeah, and, and these are the same people, mind you, that we're calling
0: from a ban of the national anthem, hmm. a ban of the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, we will not pledge the allegiance to the American flag. Uh, we will not recognize the uh, those men and women that have fought uh, the good fight on our behalf to protect our freedoms and and give us the, the rights that we have the privilege to live under uh, in this free nation, but we will uh, bow the knee and we will pledge our, our allegiance to the pride flag, uh, which represents all of the uh, what I call all of the ways in which we are going against God's design for humanity, for gender and sexuality. And what what people don't understand is this is a religion. Mm. We as Christians believe that everything's religious. Everything's theological, right? The question is, do we worship the one true God or do we worship the false gods of our culture? This is a religion. That's why it's taking on all of the trimmings and trappings of a religion, parades, parties, dedicated months on the calendar. Um, Just think about everything that's happening and it's religious in nature. Why? Because they're deifying. Instead of worshiping the one true God, the Bible tells us that they're deifying gender and sexuality and turning it into their own God, uh, which is ultimately, Paul tells us, a worship of the self. And that's the problem. We live in the age of expressive individualism, and Pride Month in America is just the latest way in which it is expressing itself
1: uh, to uh, our nation and to our society. And the Apostle Paul, as you just pointed out, really does classify this as a religion it's an alternative religion and we Christians need to see it as such this is not simply a matter of live and let live this is not a simply matter of of yeah. love for neighbor love re- love for neighbor requires truth so that they might be saved so that they might live eternally as well and and Paul tells us um, you know that that uh, for what can be known about God well for the Romans one for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping yeah. things. He goes on to say, they worship the creature so rather important than the creator. That perspective.
0: Absolutely. When we understand that this is a, a, a worldview issue, this is a worldview matter, that this is another religion, a false religion that is being pushed in our society and targeting the next generation, we need to understand that's what's at stake here. This is not something that we can just turn a blind eye to. I would go as far as is saying, if Christians remain silent on this issue advancing in America and remain silent during Pride Month, we are complicit because this is an outright attack on the Christian worldview and ultimately attack on God's design and God's gospel. That's why we push against this godless agenda, because we believe that God's design for humanity, for gender, for sexuality, for marriage, everything that is defined by God's word is God's way of declaring and demonstrating his glory to the world. And so when you have this godless agenda, trying to redefine gender, redefining sexuality, saying gender is a social construct and not something defined by God's word, Christians need to stand up and say, no, not in the public square because God's glory is being suppressed. His gospel is being threatened. And and that's why, sorry for getting so fired up here, but that's what's at stake uh, when we see the banners And the parades and the parties and this in your face agenda. And I see Christians go, well, everybody has the right to express themselves. No, <laughs> no, not not when it comes to this godless agenda of trying to do everything to dismantle the Judeo-Christian worldview, which has been foundational in this nation for the last 250 years. Yeah, and it's only the Christian
1: worldview that even protects anyone's right to expression anyway. Absolutely. And certainly the LGBTQ yep. ideology and false god does not do that, because right. just look at anyone who speaks up against it yep. or speaks up in opposition. We were talking about this a little bit before we started. I'm I'm a baseball fan. And I know you are, too. This has become a major issue in sports. Uh, teams do Pride Night and they do a Pride celebration. They wear a patch on the uniform. Uh, just this uh, this past month, Anthony Bass, a pitcher, relief pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, he, he made it, uh, an Instagram post where he essentially agreed with the boycott of Bud Light and Target because mm-hmm. of these uh, LGBTQ issues. Well, a, immediately, a firestorm rained down upon him, and unfortunately, he took the position of beginning to apologize. He went ahead uh, and and bowed to the pressure, and and he was subjected to the re-education camps that the left like to have. Yep. You'll go to sensitivity training. Absolutely. You will you will be faced by your uh, the, your accusers. Yep. You will you D- will be diversity denounced. and equity yeah. training. You will yep. denounce yourself. You will be denounced. You'll go through all that. So yep. he went through all of that. All Marxist. That's right. He he went through all of that. Started to bow and scrape. Issue the apologies. Yep. Then they actually said, "Okay, Anthony Bass, you're going to be the one to catch the ball on Pride Night at the ballpark. That we're going to make your restitution complete. You're going to catch sure. the ball, so you're going to be completely abased. You're going to be completely humiliated and defeated." And then on Pride Day, they went ahead and just released him. They cut him from the team before the game anyway, so he lost yep. his job. And so when we talk about tolerance and we talk about well, everybody has their. Let's look at who's actually giving a right to expression and who isn't here.
0: This is, once again, this is not about equal rights. This is about special rights. This is about this godless agenda, doing everything possible to be front and center and to crush any other ideology, any other worldview that gets in their way. And so it's not about, hey, we want just a seat at the table, or we want some rights as well. It's doing everything possible. So if the Christian worldview speaks out against and goes against their ideology and their worldview as a community, then it needs to be obliterated. It needs to be canceled. It needs to be silenced. And that's what we're saying. And that's the problem. That's the problem with something like Pride Month, this in-your-face celebration uh, going over and above, getting corporations and big brands on board because they absolutely want to overwhelm society so that a society eventually just bows down and buckles. But we need to remember this is a clash of Mm worldviews. It's a clash of religions. That's why Christians should be concerned and can't be silent and complicit during Pride Month.
1: And I think that there are a number of well-meaning Christians here, Rob, who look at these issues and they say, well, okay, but there are lots of different kinds of sins and I sin and you sin. So why are you guys so fired up about this particular sin? Why are you Christians always making such a big deal about this sin? And my main response to that involves, well, wait a second, who is it who's making it a big deal because uh, I'm I simply believe what I've always believed as a Christian. Christians haven't changed their views on this thing, and yet we are now in a situation where we're constantly at work, in sports, on television, in commercials, and yeah. in, in the in Target, wherever you go, you're being bombarded with this message and forced to comply with it. silences violence, and if you refuse to wear the patch, you are part of the problem. Well, who came looking for whom
0: here? Yeah. Absolutely, and I I would say if there is any group – any uh, any any group of indi- individuals, any special interest groups out there that are actively promoting any sin? They're absolutely right. Uh, if there's any sin that is being openly promoted, celebrated, given an entire month to celebrate, right. and targeting the next generation, hey, we'll do we'll do a podcast next week Amen. about that issue exactly. and about that group. Show us where yeah, it is. Absolutely, but you, it is undeniable and disingenuous at best if people think we are just kind of harping on this one uh, this one area or this one issue in society. This is in a blatant attempt that is not our doing. <laughs> it is the secular media and secular corporations and the LGBTQ plus community that has made this an issue uh, that we're not, once again, not talking about private rights. We're not talking about exercising freedoms in private. We're talking about a calculated, manipulative in-your-face targeting the next generation agenda that wants to erase the Judeo-Christian worldview and God's design for gender and sexuality out of the public square and out of the textbooks and out of the school systems and out of popular
1: uh, public discourse altogether. And as we wrap up here, this really goes, it really, as so often is the case on the left, we're redefining words again. Pride here is not typically what we mean by pride. It's not, hey, I'm proud of myself. Hey, I'm glad for what I am. It goes far beyond that. What pride is here is you will take pride in what I am. You will give your approval and your celebration to what I have decided that I am. And if you refuse to do that, you're not only annoying me, you're perpetrating violence against me. You are actually harming me. You are causing material harm to me by failing to celebrate me. Well, that's a a vast redefinition of pride. And if if you believe biblical truth, you can't go along with it, absolutely. and so you will We're be confused. Yeah, you will be confused of complicity and of hurting people. A- a- absolutely,
0: and I think my our parting words to those that are listening, uh, very briefly, uh, we need to remember that the most loving thing what we can do is to speak the truth. Amen. We need to love the world enough to say this is not only wrong but it results in chaos chaos, and ultimate destruction. Yeah. That only when you abide by and embrace and you celebrate God's design for humanity and God's design for gender and sexuality, can you actually have human flourishing? So we need to look at our uh, these individuals that want to find freedom and joy and purpose in redefining their gender and their sexuality and say, no, no, we love you enough to tell you the truth. I think also for parents and grandparents, listening to this podcast, this is a great opportunity. We can't just pretend this is not happening. Mm -hmm. This is a great opportunity to talk to your children and your grandchildren about God's design. There are plenty of books out there on the market that help teach God's design for sexuality and gender. These are great opportunities to say the gender and sexuality that God has given you is beautiful and it's glorious. And actually God created you in such a way that you are a glory reflector. Mm -hmm. And when you embrace and you celebrate how God's design you in His image, um, that is the greatest way by which God reflects His glory to all people. Um, And so we we need to embrace that, teach that, and and celebrate God's design instead of celebrating this uh, godless agenda and the godless propaganda. Also, this is an opportunity, once again, uh, for Christians to get engaged, Mm -hmm. uh, realizing that our Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but our battle is a spiritual one. And that means we need to declare the lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life, including this debate over gender and sexuality. And uh, Christians can't be silent because if they're silent, they're complicit, even during Pride
1: Month. Amen. And we as Christians actually want better for our unbelieving friends than they want for themselves. And that's the that's the issue here. We actually want better for them than definitely. they are asking it's for speaking, themselves. It's
0: speaking truth and love, not yeah. truth without love and not love without truth. It's speaking truth in love because we love, once again, we love the world enough uh, to speak to them that glorious truth of the Amen. gospel. And
1: there's healing and there's eternal life available and, and we want you to have it.
0: Yep, uh, de- definitely. And uh, we live in a, a a chaotic world and a confused world. We all are born into this world, confused and in a state of chaos. Yep. And uh, the God's word alone promises us the pathway to peace, uh, true freedom, and life to the full, both now and forever. Amen. John, thanks for this conversation. And that's a wrap for today on the City of God podcast. I want to thank you once again for listening. This podcast is made in partnership with the Institute for Faith and Culture. This is a weekly podcast, so make sure that you listen to all all previous recordings at cityofgodpodcast.com. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and make sure you watch the video version on our YouTube page. If this was a helpful discussion for you or for somebody else that you might know, a friend or a family member uh, that would enjoy listening to this discussion on Pride Month, please be sure to pass this along uh, to them and point them to our website, cityofgodpodcast.com. Thanks again for listening joining us and may God richly bless you.